You're listening to the Earn That Body podcast, episode number 148. Hey everyone, it's me again, and I want to tell you something before we get started today. I want to remind you that I have a brand new program launching September 9th. It's called the Nutrition Recharge, and it is now almost sold out. This is a program that is ideal for new clients or even clients I've worked with in the past. It's going to help you get your nutrition dialed in without having to log any food, which is so exciting for so many people I know. But there's a lot of education and a new Eagle Nutrition protocol for how to eat and manage all of your food so that you're getting in balanced carbs, fats, protein, We're going to talk about how to reduce sugar intake and sodium levels. All of it's included, but you don't have to food log anymore. So I'm really excited about it. I know most of you who've already registered are super excited, and it does start September 9th. So if you'd like to register or just even get more details, go to thenutritionrecharge.com. Again, it's almost sold out. Okay, back to the podcast. Welcome to the Earn That Body Show with Kim Eagle. Kim is an award-winning personal trainer. She trains her clients all over the world online and is passionate about empowering people by getting fit and healthy. How's everyone doing? It is almost the end of summer. I cannot believe it. Now, I never know when you're going to listen to the podcast. Could be a year later. Could be half half a month later or six months later. So maybe for you, it isn't the end of summer. But real time, we are headed into the end of August at this point. So the kids might be back at school. You're back from summer vacations. And I have to tell you, sometimes there is a bit of a feeling of, of gloom. I don't want to say gloom and doom, but it's sort of like this postpartum depression of summer. And if that's happening to you, I just want to let you know that it is normal. And the best thing you can do is really just get your nutrition and workouts back on track and really just get back into a schedule. And that can be really tough because you're coming off all the non-schedule of summertime. But honestly, once I start sort of putting things in my calendar, getting the house tidied up and everything's organized, that's when I feel like my life can get back on track and I start feeling normal again. So I just wanted to put that out there that if you're in that phase of just sort of gloom and and not quite ready to start fall, hang in there. You'll get there. Just start putting it in sort of one day at a time into perspective. But today I have a great podcast episode for you, a really good one that might have actually helped you all summer long. And I got it from Consumer Reports, so I'm literally taking today's podcast out of their magazine that I get. And the topic was so good, I just couldn't resist to do a whole episode on it. It's eight foods that seem healthier than they really are. And I want to let you know there are a couple on this list that even surprised me. So I think you're going to get a definite kick out of it. And with each one, I'm also going to then give you a swap that you can place, replace it with so that you can continue to make healthy choices. But first, this. And now it's time for the Eagle's Eye on Health. These are Kim's quick tips, latest health news, or piece of weekly inspiration. Today's Eagle Eye on Health is a really short one, but a really good one from the Harvard Medical Center Health Newsletter. It's about diet soda. You know diet soda. It's my all-time fave of things to hate, right? Now, if you've listened to my podcast before, you might know that a splurge for me 
is drinking real soda. I do not like diet soda. I would never drink it because to me it tastes terrible besides the terrible health impacts that, that it has as a chemical. But I definitely love a good Coke or Pepsi, truly. I just don't have them very often, maybe once or twice a year. But diet soda is one of the worst things that you can possibly drink. And we've talked about it before, but it was in the Harvard Health Letter this, this month. And so I did just want to put it out there that there's another reason that not-so-sweet news is going on about diet soda. A new study reveals another reason to put a lid on drinking diet sodas. After mice were given artificial sweeteners, the bacteria in their intestines changed the way they broke down carbohydrates, causing them to absorb even more calories. More research is needed, but until then, you want to try drinking sparkling water with maybe a slice of fruit before you go to these diet sodas. So important. More and more research is coming out about the artificial sweeteners in things like diet soda. Artificial sweeteners are a huge no-no because they're, they're chemicals that are confusing your body. The body just does not know how to handle these artificial chemicals. They don't know what to do. They're not benefiting you. And if you think that drinking diet soda or sugar-free items are helping you, your body, and weight loss, you're 100% wrong. There is no research at all that's ever proven that diet soda or even artificial sweeteners have helped people lose weight. So you're better off now weaning off all of that, no more artificial sweeteners, because do you really want to absorb more calories? Because that's what the research is showing on this week's Eagle's Eye on Health. All right, everyone, let's get right into the topic today. Eight foods that seem healthier than they really are, whether it's because of nutritious sounding name, a wholesome reputation, or packaging that conveys farm freshness, that health halo that sits atop many foods on supermarket shelves can definitely mislead even the most nutrition savvy consumer, including me on this one, a couple of them definitely caught me. There are so many foods out there that we eat because we think they are healthy or because they are marketed to seem like they're healthy. Let's jump right in with the first one, veggie sticks. I'm gonna tell you right now, I'm guilty of having these in my son's lunch. I don't eat them, but I always look at it and I'm like, okay, well, veggie sticks, at least it's made of vegetables, right? Well, what they're saying from the Consumer Reports report is that these veggie sticks are really like produce pretenders. They're made with potato flour, starch, oil, salt, and some vegetable powder for color. They say that really a vegetable stick is not much better than a potato chip, all right? So if you do love the veggie sticks, again, I don't eat them, but some people love them, you need to treat them like any other salty snack. Enjoy them in moderation. But let's talk about a better choice, right? So if you don't want to do the veggie stick thing, because we see they're not really made of vegetables. I mean, it's not enough. It's a negligent amount here. Another choice, or a better choice I should say, would be just to go ahead and make some air-popped popcorn. Because that way you're actually getting a whole grain and you can try sprinkling it with some herbs instead of salt because you do wanna limit the amount of sodium you're taking in. So veggie sticks, 
eh, not so good, always try the Air Pop popcorn. If you're just looking for that thing to keep throwing in your mouth, you know what I'm talking about. You need a little bowl in front of a movie, in front of a show, go for the Air Pop popcorn. I recommend highly that you get an Air Pop popcorn machine. It is so cheap and so easy to have. I even make Air Pop popcorn and I bag it and that's what I bring to the movies. I don't ever eat the popcorn at a movie theater. Okay, number two, another food that seems healthy, the rice cake. This is a good one, right team? Even though they're made with whole grain brown rice, they provide very little fiber which is what helps curb your appetite. And like other rice products, they could contain arsenic. Plus, a lot of the flavored varieties of these rice cakes can pack in a lot of calories and sugar way more than you'd expect. An example would be that two Lundberg Family Farm salted caramel rice cakes have six grams of added sugars and 160 calories. So the rice cake, I'll be honest, I, I have a brown rice cake every now and then. I don't have it very often because I honestly think they taste like styrofoam, but I do recommend them to clients as a snack. And I recommend it just like everything else in moderation. I wouldn't wanna see you having anything rice daily because of that arsenic. Now, a better choice would be some kind of fiber-rich cracker. I happen to love a company called Dr. Cracker. I used to get it at Whole Foods and now I can't find it there anymore, so I actually buy it online. But you wanna go for some kind of fiber-rich cracker and you could put so many different things on this cracker just like you did on the rice cake. I put peanut butter on it, you can put a little bit of hummus on it, even sliced tomato, cucumber. The protein and the fiber then will make the snack more satisfying and filling. So if you're a rice cake person, my thing is moderation, mostly because of that arsenic. And again, you're probably going to get a little more fiber if you go with a fiber-rich cracker. Now the third food that you might think is so much healthier, the spinach wrap. You know when you go to certain sandwich shops or burrito places, they say, okay, do you want a flour tortilla or a spinach tortilla? They give you those different options sometimes. Well, spinach wraps will not help you increase your veggie intake. The amount of spinach they contain is negligible. Certain brands even use food coloring along with a small amount of spinach powder to amp up that healthy looking color. And many spinach wraps are made with refined white flour and are therefore very low in fiber. A better choice is always going to be a whole grain wrap. When you get that whole grain, it's gonna have a lot more fiber in it. Uh, an example could be the Mission Multigrain Wrap. It's gonna have seven grams of fiber. And then you can stuff that wrap with all the veggies and protein that you'd like. So I think that's a really good one because I think we all sort of lean towards that spinach wrap because literally it says spinach and it's green. So you think, okay, well, that's got to be a healthier option. If the amount of spinach is that negligent, definitely not worth it. Go for the whole grain wrap. The next item on their list, this one did not surprise me and therefore probably won't surprise you because you listen to the advice that I give for health and fitness and nutrition, protein powder. 
The Consumer Reports is saying, if you scour the shelves of most grocery stores, and you, then you would think that we have a serious protein deficiency in this country because all you're going to see is protein powder after protein powder after protein powder. And they're basically saying that that's not true. Most adults are getting enough protein and most people can get that protein from real food. They do not need all of these supplements. Protein powders are not necessary and they are not without risk. Certain brands have been found to contain concerning levels of heavy metals and other toxins. As you know, I've done the protein powder podcast episode before. I've actually done two of them. So if you haven't seen those, go to my podcast page on the earnthatbody.com site. Check out protein powder where I talk about all of the risks you are taking by having protein powder. It is not worth it and it's not needed. You can get solid protein from real food. So what's the better choice? It's what I always tell you, and now what Consumer Reports is telling you, the better choice for protein would be Greek yogurt. That's the number one, always. Also tofu, tahini, peanut butter. All of those can add a reasonable amount of protein to that smoothie, and you can add other nutrients as well. So always, as I say, you guys, you don't need protein powder. Save yourself the money Save yourself the potential risk of the toxins and the heavy metals that are in so many of these protein powders. Even the organic and the vegan ones, people, those ones have been found to have heavy metals too. So it's just not worth it. The next item, number five, this one is the ground turkey. We all think, well, ground turkey is the best, right? A turkey burger isn't always much better than a beef burger. Ground turkey can contain dark meat and skin, and that adds a lot of calories and a lot of fat. So they're not saying don't have ground turkey. I happen to have ground turkey a couple days a week. What they're saying is to opt for the lean ground turkey or the ground turkey breast because that doesn't have the dark meat and it's going to be a lot less in the fat and the calories. So it's not that ground turkey is out, but you always want to have the leanest ground turkey, not just any ground turkey. Next one would be bran muffins. If you're someone who likes to grab a bran muffin each morning, say, or when you hit that coffee shop, cause you're looking at all the muffin selections, there's a blueberry, there's a scone, and you're thinking that bran muffin, that's a healthy option. Well, the outer layer of a grain is known as the bran, and it's where much of the fiber is found. Bran muffins are another story. If you get it in a bakery, it could be like a bran cupcake. Most bran muffins are loaded with sugar and some of these muffins are also so big. So the calorie intake could be huge. The sugar intake is often huge. A bran muffin, I wanna say it really is just like a bran cupcake. So they say a better choice, at least have a much smaller brand muffin. Don't get like the huge one. And really, if you 
want the brand but not the added sugar, you might be better off going with some type of high fiber brand cereal. And that way you can look and see exactly how much sugar is in it. You could add some Greek yogurt to that. You can add some fruit to sweeten it, but at least it's not the added sugar that you're gonna get in the muffin. And you do need to watch which cereal you choose. You still wanna read the label because they could have added sugar as well. Another one which might be a morning grab is granola. This one gets a lot of people. Despite the mixture of oats and fruit and nuts, many granolas have a ton of calories, a ton of added sugar, and a load of fat. And then there's even some surprising ingredients that you not, might not even realize are in there if you're not checking the label, like whey protein. A lot of these companies like to put protein powders into their products now because then they can say it has a higher amount of protein. Granola is awesome and it's delicious, but you have to know, you wanna have it in a very small quantity. So what's a better choice? Well, you wanna start with a base of a high fiber, low sugar cereal that they're recommending like a shredded wheat. I personally think the Kashi brand has a lot of better options for high fiber, high protein type cereals. And you can garnish with granola. And I think that's really the key here is I do have granola sprinkled on top of my Greek yogurt sometimes, but I don't have a bowl of granola. And a lot of people are, and they don't realize it is not calorie friendly. It is so high in fat and can be very high in sugar. So granola, I'm not saying you can't have it, but let's use it as a sprinkle garnish, not as the main source of your meal. And our number eight item that seems healthier than it really is, well, it's a favorite of mine, but I happen to do it right, instant oatmeal. So instant oatmeal is not my favorite, but my better choice is. So rolled oats and other less processed types aren't digested as quickly as the instant oats. And that means they won't cause the same rise in blood sugar. But that's not the only reason you're better off avoiding the instant oatmeal. These packets and cups of instant oatmeal tend to have way more sugar than you'd add to oatmeal yourself. So a single serve of that Bob's Red Mill gluten-free brown sugar and maple instant oatmeal, it has nine grams of added sugar. We've talked about added sugar recently in the podcast a couple weeks ago, so you might want to check that out. But you want to be careful of the added sugar and so many of the instant oatmeal packs, they have a lot of sugar added. So what's the better choice? Just get the rolled oats, the organic rolled oats, and you can just pop it in the microwave. So that's what I do. I just pop my rolled oats into the microwave, it takes 90 seconds, that's it. Or you can even cook a batch of steel cut oats in the evening, that evening before, have it ready for breakfast the next day. You can just warm it up in the microwave. You might add a little bit of fruit. You can even add a nut butter, some cinnamon, nutmeg. All of that is always gonna be better than those instant oatmeal packs that are full of sugar. 
And there you have it. Those are eight foods. And they honestly, when I saw this article, I was like, wow, like all of those eight foods do seem pretty healthy. And I feel certain that if I did a poll, most people would look at all of those and think that those are a good, healthy option. When in fact, there was a better choice for each and all of those. And so again, I like to bring these things up because I think it can be eye-opening. Like I said, even a couple of these caught my eye because I was like, oh, veggie sticks, well, that's better than potato chips. At least there's vegetables in it, you know? And, and I do read the labels, but not always like the amount of everything. And I'm wrong, like a veggie stick, kind of the same as a potato chip, right? And so I'm really gonna make a better choice for my child. <laughs> not that a veggie stick once in a while is gonna kill him by any means, but there's still the better choice and I could pack him popcorn and he'd probably be just as happy, right? So just good things to remember and I'm always trying to bring up things in the Earn That Body podcast that just make you think, make you think about your health, your nutrition, and your fitness, right? So I hope that you have a great week. If you love the episode, always give it a share on social media and do make sure you're following me on social media, the Earn That Body handle on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, Twitter is just at Earn That Body. And I'm doing a lot on Instagram now. So if you want to see some videos for how to perfect the bicep curl, the triceps, the push up, you want to do some ab videos with me, definitely follow me on Instagram because on their Instagram TV tab, I have a lot of videos and I post at least one to two a week. So please enjoy the social media. I always appreciate a like, a comment. I like to reach out with my clients and my fans from all over the world. So do give me a post on those and thank you for being a podcast listener. I'm here to always bring you fitness, health, and nutrition information that you can put into play right away. For more information about Kim Eagle's online programs, go to earnthatbody.com or check out Earn That Body on all forms of social media, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube.